Today's Hope FM Breakfast Show is brought to you by Ace Office. For business supplies and office furnishing, visit ace-office.co.uk. Well, the time is uh, 17 minutes after 8 o'clock. And my very special guest today is a man who loves to make music. He's, he's a singer-songwriter. His name is Andrew Gunu. Good morning to you, Andrew. Good morning. Well, is it, is it as cold in your part of the world, I think it's Somerset where you are, as it is here? It's a wee bit fresh uh, in, in Bournemouth this morning. Uh, yeah, where we are, it's very sunny, very frosty, and uh, very cold. I'm glad I'm not having to defrost my car right now. <laughs> I had to do it this morning. <laughs> Folks, if you have to do that, <laughs> give, give yourself that wee bit of extra time. So, Andrew, before we talk specifically about your music, how did the whole faith journey begin for you? I think for me, it began when I was 18. I was not a believer. I was not a person of any faith. Uh, My life was pretty messed up. And I was working in a garden centre, selling tropical fish and garden ponds uh, to people in my hometown of Peterborough in Cambridgeshire. And one day, um, a young guy came into the shop, bought some tropical fish or some equipment for his fish tank, um, and as he came in week after week after week, he struck up a friendship with me. And eventually I met his, his wife. Um, they invited me over for dinner and began to share the gospel of Jesus with me and give me Christian music albums to listen to. Um, and that began a faith journey for me that lasted about six or seven months where I, I kind of wrestled with, with the faith and I, I didn't really want to respond to God, but... Um, I felt the call of God and the, the Lord drawing me to himself. And I became a Christian by walking into the Christian bookshop in my local town centre, which he had introduced me to. And a lady there gave me a little booklet called Journey into Life. And it was just a little gospel tract about the message of the cross. And I took that home. I prayed the sin of prayer in the back one night. Nothing happened. So I thought, maybe God didn't hear me. I'll pray it again. <laughs> Nothing happened. <laughs> Prayed it a third time and thought, I'm not feeling or thinking or hearing anything, so I'm just going to go to sleep. And I, I woke up the next day not really thinking or feeling anything different. And I met up with this man and his wife um, the next the next week, and I told them what I'd done. And they were hugely excited. And I was like, what's the big deal? But they were ecstatically excited. And they, 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 they ran over to me um, and they said, come on, let's pray for you right now. And I said, what for? And they said, let's pray for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I went, okay. So they sat me down in their armchair and they, they, they began to pray for, for the Holy Spirit to, to fill me. And, for, um, and they were thanking God for my confession. And I, I didn't really fully embrace what was going on. I just closed my eyes and opened my heart. And in my heart, I would say yes to whatever they were praying. And I went home that night and the peace and the joy of, of the Lord just began to fill my heart. And, and I barely slept that night. I was just so happy and I didn't understand why. But I had been very angry and very bitter and very resentful towards people um, who had hurt me at the time. And suddenly my life was, was just full of joy and happiness and I had a positivity about me and I didn't know. Didn't know why. Didn't know why, but I, I began to realise that that prayer I'd prayed and the prayer that they had prayed for me um, began to make sense. Um, and I joined my local Pentecostal church um, where they went, 
Um, and that's really where my journey began um, at the age of 18. Um, everything t changed for me that day because I changed from being someone who was very angry and very upset uh, and very cynical about life to suddenly I loved everybody. You know, I saw the beauty of God in a tree or, or a newborn baby or, or a puppy, you know, things that I would never have even considered <laughs> before. But yeah. suddenly I was just a happy guy. I mean, obviously, a lot of water has passed onto the bridge uh, since then. I mean, as you look back on those early days, and of course, all you, you're very much at the forefront of Christian worship and so on uh, these days. I, I, I guess you must be blown away, even just in telling me something of your story the way, because obviously that was your beginning. But God has sustained you uh, ever since, hasn't He? Yes. Um, and I've seen some very, uh, very highs, uh, very high highs and very low lows. Um, there's been mountains and valleys, and I think we all go through um, struggles and seasons of the soul. And I, I've seen God be faithful. I've seen his hand at work in my, in my life, in ministry, in my marriage, in my family, in the travels that we've done around the world, and the various um, things that I felt God called me to or move me into, or move me out of. I've seen his faithfulness, and I've seen his hand at work, and I'm just so grateful to the Lord for his hand on my life. I don't know where I'd be without him if I hadn't I've had that encounter when I was 18. Have you always had a bit of a creative streak? I mean, I know we're going to be talking about your music and so on, but, but, but at 18, were you, were you keen on music then? How did the whole music thing birth in you? Um, I had not really been been keen on playing music or singing at all. I didn't actually sing or play at all, really. Um, I'd, I'd had a few guitar lessons in school when I was 11, um, or 10 or 11 when we lived in Germany. Um, but I, I didn't really pursue it, and I didn't really take it up seriously. Um, I had been creative, but in, in areas outside of music, I was into astronomy and photography and, and other other sort of creative things. But... Music for me was something directly related to my, my Christian life. I, I'd been a Christian a few weeks now. I had a Bible. I was happy. I was going to church. Um, and it was a, and one of the elders in the church said to me, he said, Andrew, he said, I want you to start asking God to speak to you. And he gave me the example of the young boy, Samuel, asleep at the altar, who heard God but didn't really understand who God was or recognize his voice. And then he told me about Jesus saying, my sheep, hear my voice. And he was basically saying, I want you to get to know the Lord and get to know his voice. So go home, pray, and ask him to speak to you. Read his word and ask him to speak to you. And I, I did. And the next morning, I was walking into the, into the building, the school in Peterborough, where we, our church was meeting. And I walked in, and as I walked down the corridor, um, I felt God speak to me, and I, I felt I heard his voice. Which are, which are very scary when you are a Christian who's only been born again three or four weeks. Hmm. But I felt the Lord say to me, I have called you into the music ministry. And I heard those words so clearly. It's like the, it's like the bones in my body were vibrating to those, those, those tones of his voice. And I thought, what was that? Have I just heard God? Because I was shaking and shivering. And I, I walked in and, and I met that elder right in front of me. And he said, hey, how did you get on? And I said... Um, I think God has just told me he's called me into the music ministry. And I looked at him like a rabbit in the headlights because <laughs> I did not know what I was even saying. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, oh, great, come on, let's join the music group. And he introduced me to the music team. Um, 
a couple of days after that, I started praying about what instrument I should learn. Should I learn an instrument? And um, the guitar was something I felt very strongly I should pick up and learn. So that's where it all began for me, joining the music group and learning to play guitar when I was 18. Now, I know that, that you have been engaged uh, pretty much all over the world in, in music and, of course, in leading people in, in to worship. It's so important, isn't it? I mean, for you, Andrew, what do you think is, is the most important thing for any prayers and worship leader? What, what do you think is, that, is, the, is the highest calling that they have? I think our highest calling is of worship leaders or music leaders in a church. Um, our highest calling, I, I look at it similar to the calling of John the Baptist. You know, we are to um, prepare the way. We are to, um, with our music and our voices, create an environment where the Lord can move, where Jesus can reign and he can be Lord of his church. Uh, I think sometimes on a Sunday morning we have so many people who come into a meeting and some of them want to rejoice, some of them um, are sad. Some of them have just had bad news. Some of them are grieving um, a loss of a loved one. Some of them are worried about their job. Some of them have just had a you know a promotion. They've just had a job interview and they've just got the job. They're so happy. And, and you've got a mixed a mixture of people. Somebody's got a headache. Somebody is struggling with their health. And somehow, as a worship leader, you have to bring everybody into a place where where they can meet with God. And they look at you, they see you, they hear you. But our job, like John the Baptist, is to get out of the way and to point them to Jesus. It would be like a mirror that reflects him. So that they're not looking at you and watching you and like they would at a concert. They're actually watching and listening, but then they begin to reflect on Jesus himself. And for me, John the Baptist is the role model of somebody who calls you to repent, announces that someone else is coming, and then when he comes, you yourself, you're the one that bows down and says, Lord, you know, I, you know I'm not even worthy to untie your shoe. You know, and, and then allow people to see that I am now submitting myself to Jesus. And as worship leaders, we need to point the way to him, lead people in songs that help them get their attention off themselves, off their circumstances, so that they can see Jesus, they can see the, the throne of heaven, and have a breakthrough themselves in God. Maybe that morning. God will meet them and break through into their lives. If only we will lead them well and allow them to get their attention off themselves and onto him. That's kind of the way I, I see it. Now, obviously, on that faithful Sunday morning when you heard God saying, I'd like you to be in the, in the music business, uh, and you learned the guitar, but then lyrics, of course, are very much a part of what, what you do. We're going to hit, listen to a couple of your songs uh, in, in a moment or two. When did the, the inspiration and the, the lyrics begin to flow uh, in, in your head and then obviously onto, onto paper? It was, it began rather accidental. And obviously I know now that there are no accidents with God. There are no coincidences. As we say, there's only God incidences rather than coincidences. In the music group, I'd now been in the band about four or five months, maybe six months. We were playing guitar and instruments at the end, preaching. Richard moved into ministry, and he began to pray for people at the front of the church. And for some reason, the worship leader himself, the man who uh, did most of the singing, 
he, for some reason, wasn't around. I think maybe he was helping pray for people. And I stood there playing my guitar while the band and I were just singing um, and playing. Oh, the empty microphone, and it gives me a pathetic song. And um, I was a little bit nervous because I didn't know what I was actually going to sound like, whether I could even sing. But I went up to the microphone, um, and I looked for the worship leader to sort of... But he wasn't around. So... Going along, already playing on guitar, I just began to sing utterances of what I what the Lord was saying. And to my astonishment, as well as everybody else's, you know, I sang a whole verse of something that I'd never heard of before. And I just sang it again. And people in the church responded and hands started lifting up and people started singing along. And, and afterwards, people were saying to me, that was wonderful. I didn't know you could sing. And I was saying... I didn't know I could either. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I began to sort of sing with the worship leader at that point on and began to, began to get my confidence up as a singer. And that's when I started getting a passion for songwriting, realising that I could actually sing and play. And that's where it began for me. <clears throat> now, obviously, you, you, you've written, produced a, a number of songs. We're, we're going to play uh, one of them, which I think you released uh, uh, in, in January, called Everything is Beautiful. Tell us a wee bit about this song. Oh, that song was probably the, um, the most exciting project I've ever worked on. I was looking at Psalm 8 one day, which says, Oh Lord, how majestic is your name. From the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise. And some translations say strength, and some say... And I, I was looking at that, and I... that says, the heavens declare the glory of God today they call forth speech and I started exploring this subject of all all creation worshipping God all age groups of people and all creation you know, praising God and I started singing just, just picking with my, with my guitar just picking this little gentle melody about Lord how majestic is your name your ordained praise and then I, I, I logged on to our Friday prayer meeting at our local church and one of the elders um, from our local church here in, in Sussex, where, where I live, he started praying this prayer. He said, Lord, I, we, we praise you for everything you, you are, everything you do, and everything you're going to do. And I noticed over the next few weeks that he was saying that repeatedly. And I started writing that down, thinking, I think there's a song there. At the same time, I was writing Psalm 8, Psalm 19, and, and sort of, composing poetry about, about how God and all of his creation praises him. And then I looked at both of these two things together, and I was thinking about a children's choir and, and children singing about God being beautiful and everything being beautiful. And it dawned on me that these two would go really well together. So I started singing the chorus, praise you for who you are, praise you for what you've done, praise you for what you do, which is basically the way this particular uh, friend, this elder, was was praying in a prayer meeting for several weeks in a row. And then I realized I could, these two would be really well together as a verse and a chorus. I then got in touch with a children's leader at our local church, and I, I asked about the concept of, of perhaps creating a little children's choir to sing the chorus. And, and a few months later, we, we did rehearsals with the children. And then back in August and September, we started recording them properly. And by October and November, the song was, was finished, and, and I got it produced and mixed by 
a colleague in in Nashville, and he he put stitched it all together for us to make the song. Everything is beautiful. Well, Andrew, let's have a listen to it. Okay. Majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. From the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise. your glory in the heavens from the lips of children and of infants you have ordained praise they praise you for who you are praise you for all you've done praise you for all you do everything is beautiful Everything is beautiful Yes, O Lord The mountains and the hills declare your glory They call out your name To the heavens All that you have made know you are worthy To receive their praise were made to worship you, created to sing. We praise you for who you are, praise you for all you've done, praise you for all you do. Everything is beautiful. We praise you for who
Majestic is your name in all the earth You have set your glory in the heavens From the lips of children and of infants You have ordained praise Well that's everything is beautiful uh, there Andrew Gnud and of course uh, the, the children they must have been very encouraged Andrew to be, to be part of that recording project Oh it I had never, I had never seen um, soft toys and teddy bears uh, make it into a recording studio before. <laughs> it was such a delight, and, and they were so wonderful to work with. Yeah, the parents and the, and the help of the, the, the uh, at Lighthouse, um, our local children's ministry, uh, were so uh, gracious in and and allowing that to go ahead. I'm very grateful to them all. Andrew, how do people access your music? I mean, obviously, I, I know that it's on Spotify and I guess some of the other platforms, but what's the best way if people want to know a bit more about your story uh, uh, and indeed to access your music? And maybe maybe there's an invitation out there that people like to, you to come and sing and maybe share a wee bit of your, of your own testimony. How do they do that? At the moment... I'm on all of the social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. I'm on all of those. I'm currently working on a website which will get launched in about the next week or two. Um, and when that goes live, um, that will just be my name, andrewgenoons.com, but it's not yet live. But people at the moment can contact me via social media, um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, that sort of thing. They can message me through any of those portals. If they like and follow my pages, obviously they can then keep up with updates. When the website goes live in a couple of weeks, there will be a sign-up form on the front page for people to sign up to my mailing list, so they can also keep in touch with me that way. Um, the music, as you mentioned, it's on all of the social media platforms, including YouTube, Amazon Music, Apple, uh, Spotify, and, and others. It's on about 20 different music platforms. Um, I will be selling CDs and music on the website eventually when that goes live in the next few weeks. And have you got, what sort of projects have you got in the pipeline? At the moment, I'm working on um, my first album, which will be called Audience of One. And that's um, almost finished, and that, that will be released in the summer time of this year. I'll then be working on some more albums and EPs that will be coming out toward the end of this year and in the spring of next year. I'm currently releasing one song every month, I'm in the build-up to the album, Audience of One. So these songs are going to contribute towards both Audience of One this year and towards the other album that comes out next year. Well, Andrew, thank you for being uh, my guest this morning. Before you go, I want you to sing your new song, uh, The Highest Praise, which I guess is also going to be featured on your album. Uh, tell us about this one. This one was um, the result of me sort of daydreaming and and thinking about the mystery of the cross and how 
God created us in the Garden of Eden. He created the heavens and the earth. But I remember years ago, somebody read out a poem about the hands of God, and they talked about how the hands of God made the heavens, the hands of God um, healed the leper, the hands of God you know, opened a scroll and read from Isaiah in the synagogue. But those same hands of Jesus then opened up on a cross and died for us and redeemed us. And I, to the life of me now, I wish I had remembered that poem. But it got me thinking about how God spoke at creation and how with his hands he, he formed man. And then he took a rib and formed woman. And, and how the hands and the words of God that were present at creation were present at the cross as well. When Jesus opened up his arms and was crucified, he then let out a loud exclamation, it is finished. And his hands and his feet, you know, and his, the words were clearly in evidence at the cross. Um, so I, I started daydreaming and, and writing poetry about how creation and the cross could be, could be um, complementing each other. And that's really where this came, the song came from. Um, just an overall gratitude towards God for what he's done in Eden and what he's done at Calvary. Well, Andrew, thank you again for joining me this morning. Let me know when that uh, new album comes out, and then maybe you could come on again and share a bit more uh, of your music. Uh, but just now, this is The Highest Prayers.
With your blood you paid a price that I could never meet By your blood you said the debt was finished and complete Blood that reconciles us for all eternity You have washed away your love, our guilt and set us free the highest praise I reserve Just That's uh, Andrew Gnud there and uh, the highest praise. And just to say that if you want to listen to more of Andrew's music, where well, you can access it on all the social media platforms, certainly on, on Spotify, Instagram, Facebook and all of that, just Andrew Gnud. By the way, you spell his name, uh, Andrew, obviously easy. The Gnud is R-G-O-N-U. Uh, O-U-D-E, O-U-D-E, Gnud. And I'll get Andrew in, uh, perhaps on one of my Community Now programmes, uh, to hear so much more. But isn't it incredible how God can just speak and said, I want to call you into the music ministry. And then, of course, the whole story uh, of what happens afterwards becomes such an encouragement to everyone uh, uh, who listens to it. And, of course, no, no doubt to Andrew uh, himself. 